Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode 39. I'm Lindsay. I'm Trina. And I'm Jess. So today we are going to talk about who, when, why, what, where is Pod X. And we're going to get right back into our summer series with camping. And glamping. And then we're going to dive into what you should be drinking your bubbly from. Let's start with, uh, what are we drinking today, Jess? Uh, well, today, Trina, we're drinking something a little special. The second Saturday in June was National Rosé Day. Uh, so it's already passed, but I thought we should have a special cocktail uh, to pay tribute to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a fun summer cocktail. Uh, so you take some Rosé, which does exist that you can actually buy at your grocery store. This is Jenny's uh, sorbet frosé um, and that's a brand that you can buy in Tennessee and I think you can also buy in Ohio and um, North Carolina etc. I think you can check multiple uh, grocery stores mm-hmm. usually they have like different boutique brands they might be sometimes yeah. like your local ice yeah. cream shop but yeah frosé you can definitely find that uh, in most gr- local grocers. Mm-hmm. Yeah and I know if you want Jenny's they actually have one in Chicago they have one in Nashville there's there's some everywhere that's, so yeah that's right um, but if not you could look for uh, frosé from you know whoever is local in your town there's so many like all kinds of like specialty brands yeah um so yeah i bought this little pint of jenny sorbet frosé at my local Publix, um and so it is a sangria style frozen rosé with pear strawberry and watermelon refreshing mm-hmm. and bright with a tinge of tartness I think I can just like taste the pear instantly, but that also might be with what it's mixed with. So what are we mixing with it? Right. So it's very easy. You just take a scoop, a large scoop, if you like, of this frosé and put it in your glass and then you just pour it uh, with your favorite uh, bubbly. Um, I chose La Marca because I always have a bottle of that handy. Um, and you just pour it over and we just happened to have um, some of the Sugarfina uh, little rosé roses and mm-hmm. so you can just kind of sip on your um frosé sorbet float and uh bite on some of these uh gummies delicious mm-hmm. i love that rosé frosé float that's right <laughs> what do you think of it it's good it's a little sweet but i like it i think it's a good summer drink it um would be great by the pool so i'm down mm-hmm. and it does look like a bubble bath that's the first thing when just poured it like the I don't know, it bubbled up like a bubble bath. Oh, yes. Always be weary of that. We've learned this now twice uh, with the frosé and also with like fresh berries. If you pour champagne on top of that, you are likely to have a little bit of a overflowing situation, which we were very cautious about it today. But in the past, we have not been that smart. (laughs) (laughs) So what thoughts, Jess? Yeah, no, I like it. It's uh, it's fun. It's a different way to drink your champagne. Love it. It's so it is sweeter than our usual taste, but I think it's like perfect, like giving me summer vibes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Summer drink vibes. I could totally drink this like out by the pool at like a a little party with friends. Like this would be perfect for that kind of setting. Exactly. Okay. Say rosé, frosé, float five times really fast. Rosé, frosé, float. Rosé, frosé, float. Rosé, frosé, float. Rosé, frosé, float. 
kudos to you that is a quite a tongue twister <laughs> yes <laughs> way to make that a fun game for our wait, listeners wait try to say that five times fast after you've had a couple of these oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, if you can make it through like three i feel like you deserve a, a, like a gold star it's a new challenge uh-huh. <laughs> you're welcome listeners <laughs> all righty time for those champagne shout outs all right so we are shouting out to our fan group the champagners yes the champagners yes. So if you don't know already so we have a group on facebook it's off of the champagne way and it is uh fan driven and we uh <laughs> it's fun you can post anything in there you want to games champagne related things everybody's having a ton of fun and it's a place that you can go it's going to be positive it's going to be lighthearted, and just you know a lot of things on social media are negative these days so it's going to be a really great fun thing for our listeners I mean, it's been super active since we mm-hmm. started it. I've absolutely loved interacting with all of our listeners and some people that aren't our listeners. They're just here to, for the party. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's just a fun group. Definitely go follow it. Join the group. As we said, you don't necessarily have to be a listener to it. We hope that encourages listeners. Sure. But um, we love getting that participation from our listeners and you know, you never know. You could lead to you uh, inspiring something for the show mm-hmm. and all sorts of fun things. And we would also like to shout out to dads since <gasps> Father's Day is coming up. Oh, my gosh. I, I better get on a card or something. <laughs> so whether it's your father, biological stepfather, father figure, your husband, uh, your, you know, ex-husband, <laughs> uh, your insignificant other, your baby daddy, your sugar daddy. All the daddies. Yeah. All the pet daddies. Daddy daddy. Yeah. Do- oh, pet dog daddies. daddies. Yes. Pet daddies. Absolutely. <laughs> and for all the mamas who play mama and daddy. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. Shout out to all of you. Absolutely. And what you should do is buy all of them, you know, your favorite person there in that group, a bottle of champagne. It doesn't matter if they don't like it because then you can drink it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are they going to be like? Oh, no. Why'd you give me that? No, they're going to say thank you. But then they're going to say, hey, do you want a glass? Yeah. Just saying. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's genius. <laughs> and then you can make rosé, rosé flutes. Genius. Absolute genius. We would love if you guys would also share our Champagners group with your friends, your family, all of the above. All your the, dads. All the dads. <laughs> the baby dads. All of them. No, really, um, we love to grow our show. We love this community that we're building. And we'd love it if you guys could share it with like five people in the next week. It would just be great to help us grow this community and keep this podcast going and share all of our fun and positivity. Yes. And plus, we want to get to know everyone. We want to get to know our listeners and their friends. And and like Trina says, a lot of times we use uh, you guys for inspiration for new topics. If you want to hear about something, we want to know. Um, we found out a lot of our listeners are avid champagne connoisseurs mm-hmm. uh, or even fans. So we're really excited about that. And we just look forward to meeting all of you. So please share away. Alrighty, so first up on the show today, dun dun dun, it's time for podcast or Pod X talk, <laughs> all the podcast talk. So yeah, Pod X. Yes. Yeah, so I was out of town this past weekend, and Trina and Jess both went to Pod X. So tell me what exactly Pod X is. So Pod X is a podcast convention. It was the first time they held it in Nashville. Actually, I think Pod X they held they host it in uh, several different cities. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a little bit smaller on the scale of some podcast conventions, but it was quite amazing. It was 3 days in Nashville. 
They had different levels of passes. And you might be wondering, like, what's the purpose of a podcast convention or why you should go to it? But even as a listener, it was very fascinating. They had fan passes where you could go and it was just all day podcasts that were live. So oh. you could go sit in on live podcasts, interact with the host, discover new podcasts. I discovered so many. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I just thought that was fascinating because podcast listeners discover new podcasts and they're always asking about new podcasts to listen to. And this was a great way to try out a bunch of different shows, see if you like it, see if you t- you'd even like that kind of subject matter right. and jump on to a different one. Yeah. Do you remember any of the best ones that you heard, Jess? Um, so one of my favorites, um, I'm a true crime junkie, in case you didn't know. Me too. Um, yes. Okay, so then you're going to really like this one, Lindsay. Um, so I went to one um, and it was called Crime Writers on True Crime Review. And so this is like a panel of true crime writers. Okay. Um, and so they would sit there and they would basically review a bunch of true True crime content. So they talked about a documentary on Netflix, um, I think called Cocaine Island. Oh, yeah. I've watched some of that. So basically, it's amazing because it sees basically authorities on true crime and there's so much content these days about true crime like there's so many documentaries there's so many books there's so much stuff so they're just like letting you know uh, what they thought about it and so they basically gave a summary of it of like a well thought out like critical summary of it and then there were four podcasters and they each gave their review on it so like that was great and then um, I think I also really enjoyed that at the end of the show they had a cat of the week oh (laughs) Oh, I loved that (laughs) yeah Instantly loved that. That's cute. That's cute. What about you, Trina? Did you watch any live podcasts? There were two that I absolutely loved. One in particular was The Secret Life of Weddings, which Mm -hmm. I thought was fascinating. At first, I was like, okay, what on earth could I like about a podcast about weddings? I got married almost 10 years ago. But this podcast, it's from two Canadian wedding photographers, and they started the podcast as a way to just like talk about some of their experiences and the stories that were kind of like crazy from some of the weddings that they'd participated in. And so they started this podcast and it slowly grew into a lot of contributions from like their listeners. So they read these stories that are sometimes just dramatic and sometimes horrific and sometimes hilarious of these stories that happen at these weddings from the caterers sometimes, the servers, the brides, the bridal parties, sometimes just guests from the weddings. Like they'll just submit these stories of like these horrendous wedding fiascos. Oh my God. <laughs> and sometimes there's sweet moments in there too. But let's face it, we all love a good dramatic like crazy wedding story where someone goes nuts and does something. Yeah. So there was a lot of stories like that. It was hilarious. I was kind of just like chuckling the whole time throughout the show. So I absolutely love that one. Um, If you love a good dramatic story or hey, if you have your own story from being at a wedding where there was just something funny that happened, even from like a really bad toast to one of the bridesmaids going nuts, anything like that. Yeah. You should definitely check this out and probably submit to their stories because they had some great ones. Oh, man. Okay. So yeah, that was the secret life of weddings and then I also discovered like some science fiction podcasts and I had never thought to ever listen to a science fiction podcast yeah where the entire stories are like made up by the people that are performing so it's almost like a play just coming through in your ears <laughs> oh there's a prime show I believe or a Hulu show that's off based off one of the science fiction podcast was it the lore one I think I think I heard that one was no, a show it's got Julia Roberts in it hmm um, I'm gonna google it 
continue. Oh, well, so uh, the one that I ended up loving was The Bright Sessions. And I sat in on that one. And it, The Bright Sessions is a science fiction podcast audio drama created by Lauren Shippen. And so the podcast takes f- place in a fictional universe where superpowered individuals called atypicals exist and dr bright is a therapist and the podcast originally focuses on her sessions with these various patients so you gotta think basically each episode is like a recording of a therapy session with this doctor dr bright but each of the patients all have like these superpowers that's like so innovative it was super innovative Mm. um one of the characters i think time travels when she has anxiety so she goes into these sessions to talk about her anxiety when she gets worked up she just like disappears and time travels and comes back so it's just fascinating to like (laughs) to to get into the mind of that and think like that kind of story exists out there especially in podcast form i've never ever thought about that and i love audiobooks so yeah yeah goes right hand in hand with that so i found the one i was thinking about it's called homecoming Mm -hmm. and so funny story is before this became a show my husband and i we listen to podcasts anytime we travel so he put this on and it's about the secret defense place in tennessee that kind of things got all crazy at so we're listening to this but he didn't tell me it was science fiction so by episode three some crazy stuff is happening and i'm finally like why have we never heard of this (laughs) lindsay it is science fiction this is not real (laughs) yeah so i was like okay good because i was like i obviously need to keep better up to date with things um but so it is julia roberts is in it it's on amazon prime it's um i've watched the first couple but it's got a 7.6 out of 10 so if you're interested in science fiction podcast to tv screen and of course joya roberts hello but yeah i always love listening like again i listen to a lot of audiobooks i love listening to books or reading a book and then if it comes out as a movie like watching the movie and seeing the differences in it oh yeah i think it'd be fascinating now to do that like sit through an entire series on a podcast and then go watch it if it like in this case where it's become a show or a movie That'd be fascinating. A lot of the true crime podcasts are getting like shows on Oxygen or Mm -hmm. or those um, like Undisclosed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are they doing them documentary style? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, But then Dear John was a documentary podcast and now it is a documentary and a TV show with Connie Britton in it. It's really good. Man, this is just fascinating. Podcasts are changing the world, guys. I know. And when there's conventions involved, like it's so fun to like go see those people who create them and see them do those episodes live. As a bonus, if you're ever, ever considering starting a podcast or you're just interested in learning more about what happens behind the scenes on a podcast, what takes what it takes to put one together. Um, they have a lot of seminars or little segments that you can go to at these podcast conventions to learn about that stuff as well. So if you are interested in, in learning more about podcast conventions, go on Google. You can find one probably near you if you're in a big city. Mm-hmm. If not, why not take a trip and go to a podcast convention oh, and yeah. check out all your favorite podcasts and find some new ones. Well, yeah, I'm so glad y'all got to go. Yeah, I know. We need to find another one so I can take a trip outside of Nashville to go to one. Yeah. Yes. And I can go to that one, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) All right. So now our summer series. What are we going to talk about this week on the good old Champagne Way summer bucket list? Glamping. And also camping. Glamping. (laughs) So obviously, Lindsay, you love glamping. I love it. And Jess, are you an avid camper? 
Uh, I haven't camped since I was a Girl Scout in uh, like fifth grade. Fifth grade? Wow. Okay. I have camped since then and the tent fell on me. There was barely enough room for my air mattress and I'm not going to go buy a tent because I go like once every blue moon. Okay. So needless to say, this is probably not something that would be on your personal bucket list, but glamping might be, right? Yes. I love glamping. Well, I think I found the best of both worlds on this. Oh, okay. Okay. So... I've got a friend who hates camping. Absolutely hates it. And another good friend who loves camping. So me and the good friend, Ashley, we've planned many a camping trips. We've gone camping with family, like a bunch. Our friend Amy, every time is like, no. <laughs> it's like, why even bother asking? She, There's no way she's going to show up for this. Yeah. If we at least camp within re- reasonable driving distance, she'll come out and spend a day on the lake with us. But she ain't camping. Okay. Well, she discovered the greatest way to make it work so that she can go on a camping trip with us because she's heard all the fun stories. We love camping. It's a great summer activity. It's actually a little bit better in the spring and the fall when it's not as hot out. But it's it's just a fun activity to do with friends. And it's usually not very expensive. It's a great little weekend or trip. So she recently found an Airbnb in a cabin or a little cottage on the lake that was right across the street from a campground. Nice. Problem solved. She was like, you guys are going to go camping at this campground. I'm going to rent this Airbnb. Now, if it rains while you're out camping, because that's always a worry, Mm -hmm. we have a backup. We can run inside her Airbnb, this cute little cottage. We also have a place like where we can cook some stuff and we cook over the fire a lot too, but like we have some place we can cook, we can shower there, an actual running toilet, (laughs) all of the fun things that you, you don't like about camping. She's found the best of it for her and within walking distance of our campsite. That's awesome. So I feel like she's just solved like a dilemma for so many people. Yeah. Airbnb kind of has. Yeah. So if you are not a camper and you, but you have that FOMO of missing out on like the fun camping experience that your friends have, then you should look up Airbnbs near campgrounds. Yeah. I in a million years would have never thought of that, but it's a great little thing because there's a lot of Airbnbs that are out in like rural areas, especially near lakes. I would be down with this because there are lots of aspects of camping that I do enjoy like you know the outdoorsy stuff Mm -hmm. and the campfire stuff like right like you get around the campfire and you cook and then you tell the scary ghost stories and all that right and you like make some s'mores oh yeah and everything like that like all part of the summer experience but then I don't want to go pop a squat in some poison ivy. <laughs> right. Is that a thing that happens still well, when you camp? Most well. most campsites nowadays will have like a bathroom, like a communal bathroom that you can go to. But I'm, I I usually get like murderous vibes when I go to those. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing like in the middle of the night, like going to grab a flashlight and being like, wow, I really got to go pee right now. And it's 2 a.m. And I'm going to walk through all these sleeping people in tents and hope no one murders me on the way to the very, very dark bathroom over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm from Waynesboro, so I actually prefer to be outside. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely always an option. It's so much easier for guys. I mean, they just find a tree and mark it. No, I don't yeah. want to poop outside. I've never done that. That's where the bathrooms come in handy. Like I said, most or most campgrounds, if you can, you know, you don't want to be too close to them, but you want to be within walking distance. Uh, th- and that's also a great place to if you want to shower off after going in the lake and stuff. So you're not covered in lake water for like three days. If you're camping near a lake. Uh, Time out. Truth, truth, truth. Have you ever pooped in the woods? Honestly, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think in Girl Scout camp. I mean, I think we did have bathrooms and we didn't have to like... I think we've always had bathrooms. I don't think I've ever had to go camping where there was not access Mm -hmm. to a toilet or bucket or something. Okay. Oh, but you went in a bucket? 
No, I don't even think I've had to do that. Wow, you brought it up. Well, I know that the, some people do that and still consider it like better than just like well, pooping sure. in a hole and covering some brush over okay, it. Okay, well, what about you, Lindsay? No, I haven't. Only peed. Yeah, I'm definitely peed outside. Yeah. Like yeah. more times than I can count. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely not done that. Luckily, I've, I've, I've we've grown up in an age where even if we've gone camping, there's always been bathrooms. Yeah. At least within a certain distance. But I mean, I know for a lot of people, that's just a deal breaker altogether. The bugs, the sleeping outdoors, the temperature, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, personally, I absolutely love camping. It's a fun experience. I would love to upgrade someday and do glamping, though. Yeah. Like, I yeah. want to stay in a yurt somewhere. <laughs> Here's the absolute best thing you can do is you can befriend my gay BFFs and they have an amazing RV they've renovated and then they invite you to it on the lake so A, you don't have to buy an RV you don't have to keep up with that you just like give them some gas money you bring the food you bring the alcohol and you party and then you watch scary movies on the TV oh well that sounds nice but you're not in like a tent or anything no you're in a camper you're in a camper air conditioned but does that even count as camping yes the camper so I guess it could be camping. Yeah. That would be fun, though. I mean, a, a nice RV would be nicer, especially if you're going longer than like a day or two. Mm, yeah. Or if it's ridiculously hot and you've decided to go camping in August like we have. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw True Beverly Hills. Yes. Anybody else see that? Uh-huh. Love it. No. <gasps> True Beverly what? Hills? True Beverly Hills. Oh, True Beverly Hills. Sorry. I thought you said True Beverly Hills. I'm like, is this a reality show? No, <laughs> we were like about to kick you off of the podcast. Oh, Lord. Wow. I'm so sorry, guys. You have seen <laughs> Shelly Long? Yes, I have seen okay, it. Okay, okay. See, so I saw that and saw their version of camping. And then when it rained and they all went and stayed in the, the Beverly hotel. Hills Hotel. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I even now today as an adult, I want to go camp there. Well, I don't, I'd be find camping how they camped in the wilderness that's true they had a great <laughs> camp set up i'm just saying have y'all had any horror stories with camping um best and worst camping stories oh well okay so can i tell you this happened to me at summer camp does that count were you in a cabin yeah okay this counts okay i went to church camp it was a really bad church camp a counselor was later accused of sexual assault oh uh, no on yeah. you no. Um, Are you sure? He, yes. We did have a guy counselor slept outside on the porch. So if that's not weird, I don't know what is. That's awkward. It is. Um. Anyway, so I, it was a, like stormy night and I woke up and there was a giant spider on my bed, which scared me. I mean, I was like, I don't know, like nine. That's terrifying. So I went and slept up in the top bunk with my friend Stephanie because it was storming and there was a spider. Then all of a sudden I woke up to myself falling through the air. Oh gosh. <laughs> And, I see where this is going. <laughs> and um, my knee hit someone's steamer trunk. Oh, no. Below and split open. And so I woke up Stephanie and we ho- I hobbled out to the guy counselor named Jeremy. And my knee was gushing blood. And he looked at it and said, just go wipe it off in the bathroom. Oh, no. So not the greatest camp counselor at all. <laughs> no. Was this before or after he sexually assaulted you? He did not sexually assault me. No, um, no. But anyway, so my knee still bears the scar to this day. Um, no yeah. wonder you haven't gone camping since then, probably. <laughs> I mean, that was like in a cabin. But like, even still, like, I remember like going, having to walk to the like bathrooms 
in the rain, blood gushing from my knee, and yeah. Unless you didn't get a concussion, I guess. Yeah. That's that's true. My knee took the blow on this. So thanks, steamer trunk. I didn't go plummet right to the floor. Or you didn't like have to amputate the leg. That's true. Like because I mean, what were we? We were just like we took like soap and water and just blotted my knee. I feel like that's fine. Soap and water is better than a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. He probably should have said just rub some dirt on it yeah there you go yeah <laughs> so that's my uh what i remember my worst camping uh story well before i get to my worst camping story i feel like i should say some good things about camping for all of you haters out there <laughs> okay i'm looking at two of them right I've here got, i've got a good okay. you got a good camping story uh-huh is it real camping or is it glamping real camping okay all right, all right. i'm gonna get to mine first and then yes. we're gonna get to yours okay. <laughs> all right so good i'm not even gonna say like good experiences camping just like overall my favorite things from camping um one year we went and if any of you have ever watched cougar town Yes. Which I absolutely love that show. Uh, one of the times we went camping, we were out on this lake that's kind of between Nashville and Chattanooga. It was beautiful. It's the Nickajack Lake. And we were staying right on the water. And anyways, I thought it would be fun for us to play penny can. So if you've ever seen the show, it's literally you have this gigantic can and a bunch of pennies and everyone sits around trying to make these shots into this penny can. And if they get it, they yell, penny can! <laughs> so... No one else in our group, which I think there was eight of us, no one else in this group had ever heard of Penny Can, but it became the hit of the weekend. And probably all of our camping neighbors hated us a lot because it really caught on. The, everyone yelling, Penny Can! As soon as you get a penny in the can. And so that became like the theme of the weekend. I still have the can and all of the pennies still sitting there waiting for our next camping trip for that very purpose. It was so much fun. What did they yell? Penny Can! <laughs> I clearly don't know this. Okay, You've got to you, watch that show. It's the best <laughs> show ever. Trina got me hooked. It is the best. So also everyone go watch that show. Penny Can! <laughs> so you can learn about Penny Can and take it on your next camping trip or just group trip in general. You can just bring it to anything and make it the highlight of a party. Yeah. That was like a highlight of our camping trip minus the searching the ground after dark for pennies. <laughs> Less fun than actual game. <laughs> also boating, uh, learning what pudgy pies are. If you don't know what that is. Oh no. Oh it's my God. Amazing. I'm going to guess. It's where my dog Pudge poops and nope. you make a pie out of it and you eat it. <laughs> Definitely not. So we called them pudgy pies, but I mean, I think they're like they're considered like campfire pies, but you can get these things that you can stick into the fire when you have a bonfire because of course you want to do a nice little camping bonfire and it's this little like iron sandwich thing that you pull apart. You can take two pieces of bread or you can even do s'mores in these. Take your two crackers. You put stuff in between the two pieces of bread, which you can do hamburgers or you could do grilled cheese. I think we did pie filling. So we actually made like little pudgy pies at the fire and of course like i said you can do s'mores in these too so if you like a really well evenly toasted and melty s'more these are the perfect things to use so you get the little pie maker thing you put your bread in it you put your pie feeling in it or whatever else you want in it we also did breakfast sandwiches and made like little Ooh. breakfast pockets with eggs and stuff in them you close it you stick it in the fire and rotate it it heats up the little iron skillet thing on both sides it toasts the bread it smushes it together and makes a nice little pocket where all the ingredients on the inside stay hot and warm it's so amazing they're like not very expensive i think you can get them for between 10 and 30 dollars depending on if you get like an iron one versus like just a basic aluminum one but they're awesome can you rename it because when you say pudgy paw it <laughs> actually makes me think that you've killed pudgy and now you're like cooking him so let's call it like a the campfire pie maker i don't know <laughs> i like pudgy pie better <laughs> i'm sorry for your dog pudgy <laughs> or, or you can say a smushy pie a smushy pie how about yeah, that that's smushy better pie? smushy pie yeah if- but those are my favorite things i'm super excited about going boating and knocking that off my summer bucket list camping 
and checking that off the list and then also making s'mores by the campsite mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right. and of course ban- bonfire i mean who doesn't love uh, a good uh, bonfire yeah. yes and playing penny can because that's my penny can that's my game oh, man. <laughs> all right so before i get to my worst camping experience yeah. Lindsay, what was your best camping experience okay so it's the best and worst camping experience all rolled into one of because course. it is the only time i've ever been real camping okay okay so i went with some friends and i took my husband who even though he's from tennessee he is a city boy through and through and he never been so you know when you go we went like not on a campground so we went in the middle of nowhere and next to lake and so we pulled up and he's like no mm-mm. like it took an hour for him to get out of the car and then of course like we had just borrowed like a one person tent or whatever the little tiny tents like oh, the smallest the thing you teeny, can get tiny ones and so everyone else we went with had like these massive tents that had rooms in them so we did bring an air mattress but that was the only thing that could fit in this tent and so we had some drinks there was some fighting at the campfire not with us some other people anyway we had to like send a hoe back home and then <laughs> you know we get in our tent we've had some drinks and we decide to have a little sex a time oh no oh no <laughs> And the tent collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> also, everyone could hear you, probably. <laughs> we had some drinks, Trina. We did not care. Maybe everyone else is doing the same, or they were all passed out and did not care either. <laughs> did not care. Anyway, it like it like fell on us, and it was miserable. Did everyone wake up? No! so no one helped you put your tent back up put it up with some sticks and the next day i think we had to sleep in somebody else's tent or something (laughs) but you ruined your tent (laughs) yeah oh my well that's hilarious um well so okay i've got like actually two stories because the more and more i think about camping i i'm popping in my head with all the different experiences that have been both good and bad um and don't get me wrong i love camping absolutely love it so first one it was while i was in college and me and the couple of girls we were all driving down florida and uh actually i think Lindsay, you were there for part of this trip but you ended up splitting off after disney and going to tampa and then a couple of us left and went down to the keys oh we were gonna go camping down there so first things first we get into the first uh part of the keys the first key of the keys which is key largo and get into a car accident Mm-hmm. and someone smashes the back of the van that we're driving and i was actually driving it was my friend ashley's mom's van and so i was like okay great our back window is smashed up and all that but whatever let's at least just make it to our campsite so we were staying in i can't remember which key but it was the one that was right before the seven mile bridge and so we get down there we're obviously late we're supposed to be getting there before dark so we can set up our tent uh. and we get down there and it's after dark. <laughs> the back of the van is busted out. We had to go pick up duct tape and like duct tape the back window <laughs> up because the, all the glass was shattered. <laughs> we were like, it's fine. We can like duct tape it up. I think we duct taped the whole thing and then got a oh different colored gosh. duct tape and wrote like, if you can't duck it, F it. <laughs> and so we were like, we crossed out. We blipped out the word a little bit, but it was still funny. So anyways, we pull up in the tent, our duct taped window and everything. And we're like, okay, whatever. Let's pull the tent out. We can't even open the back door. So we're having to like lug the tent out through uh. the side door the van we get it out we get the whole thing laid out and we're getting ready to put it up and it's florida what naturally happens a rainstorm comes through right about this time and i mean it's a monsoon like an absolutely monsoon and we had two friends that i was meeting down there that were two of my friends from florida they met us there and they had their tent set up because like one of them was riding with us and the guy that we were meeting down there he already had his tent set up so they were good to go but it was only big enough for like the two of them and the rest of us were supposed to stay in this other big tent 
Well, we were like, fine, let's just power through. Let's get this tent put up, even <laughs> though it's wet out. Like, the sooner we get it up, the better, because then we'll be able to get inside of it. Right? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Ashley's dad, it was their tent, this very large tent. He had left the windows open on all of uh, the, the tent so that it wouldn't, like, it would air out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so when we got the whole tent put up, we realized that all of the windows had been open. So we get inside of it and water has come in in this monsoon all through the windows. So we zip up all of the windows. Oh my gosh. There's puddles inside and we're just like, fantastic. We all have whiplash. Our van is destroyed. Our tent is soaking wet. We're in college, so we can't afford a hotel. Like we're just like in the middle of nowhere and it's too far to drive anywhere to get to a hotel. So we ended up drying ourselves like in this little laundry room at the campground. They had like a little air vent next to the dryer that like was warm enough to heat us all up. We were freezing and then um, ended up sleeping inside the van, which actually ended up being a lot of fun in some (laughs) weird way because it was the situation was so ridiculous. You couldn't help but laugh at yourself yeah. at this point. So we ended up sleeping inside of the van that night. The next day we woke up. It was beautiful. We opened the tent up, let it dry out. <laughs> Actually slept in the tent that second night before we ended our camping trip a day early and going back home. <laughs> because at that point, you need to just go home. Yeah. <laughs> so it was... It was a fun trip. It was a very memorable trip. We, it was my first time down to Key West. I left with a nose ring. Oh. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Minus car accident, which the van ended up being totaled. And I'm not kidding you. We drove it all the way back to Tennessee. Oh, my God. From Key West. Uh-uh. Yeah. Fun times. That was a great camping trip. <laughs> we had a blast once we got the tent set up and it was dried. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like We were right on the water the key, in the Keys. The water was super clear. It was so nice. Had we not had whiplash and didn't want to sleep on the ground anymore in, in a monsoon, we would have probably stayed there forever yeah but no but i think the big part is making memories it was memorable yeah (laughs) it was definitely memorable and then on my next trip was with the at least one of those girls was the same I think two of them actually we all decided we were going to go camping over in uh, near Chattanooga and we were going to go whitewater rafting as well Ooh. on the Hiawassee so they all got down there earlier than Marshall and I because we were working radio at the time and we had to stay for some event in Murfreesboro so we were there until like 11 o'clock at night and then we were like okay now we're going to drive like this two and a half three hours to get to this campground on the far side of Chattanooga and meet up with everyone else who's been at the campsite all day and probably drinking all day we're going to get there at like 2 a.m. and maybe they'll be awake or maybe they won't well, this is before cell phones with GPS. So we had like MapQuest directions. Oh. And we're almost there. We swear we're almost there. And it tells us to turn on this one road to go to the campsite. And we turn on it and it, it turns into a gravel road really quickly. And then it turns into like a single gravel lane road going uphill on this mountain. We drove up this mountain for like 20 minutes before finally just being like, there's no way this campground is this far (laughs) off the main road. Clearly, we're going to die up here from hill people. And like we at one point drove past like this old rickety looking cabin that clearly was at a horror movie. Uh -uh. And there was a dog in the driveway that you didn't see until you got up there. And I swear its head never moved, but his eyes followed us the whole way. It was so creepy. At this point, we got back down to the bottom right where we turned off on that road and we were like, screw this. We'll call them in the morning because no one's answering their phones. Our service is terrible out there. We were like, we're going to drive back into Chattanooga, which is a 45 minute drive away or 30 minute drive away. We were going to get a hotel for the night and then just wait for them to call us in the morning so we can come back and like find them. And at the last minute, I was like, no, let's just turn to the right. We were headed in that direction. Maybe there's another sign for this, this campground. It was literally the next street. Oh, my God. It told us to turn one street too soon to get into the backside. So it was wanting us to go over the mountain to go into the backside of the campground instead of the front entrance of it. So we got up and we ended up going to the campground, finding them. 
everything was wonderful we got up the next morning and everything was great luckily they already had our tent set up when we got there Aww, so we snuck into nice. it and everything but like it was so much fun when we got out actually on the river did our yeah. rafting and all that but did you die we did not die that's good oh I and mean, then clearly that next night so we stayed at the campground that next night as well and we were drinking a little bit everyone had a good time um we'd gone rafting that day so of course we all had wet wading suits and stuff so we had like a clothesline out there and everyone was drying their suits on it well apparently there was some boy scouters that were also camping out in the campgrounds Uh-oh. and also some really random like drunk people like drunk redneck adults and not us we were the drunk college students that they just like left let us be Uh (laughs) but we did get uh at one point one of the drunk random rednecks tried to climb in our tent and my friend rachel looked like she was about to kill somebody and she doesn't know she's like a black belt so i really thought she was going to kill somebody she scared that man off and then the next morning we heard that there was a man that they couldn't find and we were like rachel scared him off he's like floating in a river somewhere is hiding in the woods lost (laughs) i don't know because i don't know if they ever found him <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised yeah that was one of the drunk counselors actually i think or something like that oh and then also uh the bathing suit bottoms uh of ashley and one of our other friends they were both missing from the clothesline <gasps> ew, ew, which ew. we definitely think was the boy scout kids oh they probably were like doing dares and like came over and stole like the bikini tops or bottoms of like different people yeah those were never to be found either i'm uh-uh. i am definitely thinking some scoundrel has those under his pillow right now <laughs> Ew. Could be the creeper that Rachel scared away. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, not, again, not try to talk people out of like no, that's going the, camping. That's it is the fun. Whole, that's the whole point of the camping experience is to have these kind of like fun crazy stories adventures they were yes. very adventurous it was so much fun and we've definitely been laughing about these stories for years that's what it, yeah that's what it's all about so i'm really looking forward to bringing amy into that since she hasn't actually experienced the camping with yeah. us now she gets to and then she gets to go sleep in a real bed yeah and if she wants like a buddy so she's not alone <laughs> well well she will have her husband there with oh, her <laughs> you're bringing the man i mean yeah they don't know how to camp. But they can set up tents for us. Oh, that's oh. very important. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. They what have for uses. husband bails? I'm down, Amy. Okay. So, listeners, if you want to go camping, make sure you find a campground that will accommodate those that want to camp in the wilderness and those that want to clamp. Um, and also make sure your tent is big enough that it can hold your air mattress and won't fall down around you. That is right. And make sure that you pack enough champagne. Last time I went camping i brought a case of champagne and did you run out yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was was there two nights i don't know what i was thinking i should have brought two cases yes definitely always plan ahead on your camping trips because you're usually not close enough to any stores that have all the things that you might want outside of the normal camping gear so bring plenty of food plenty of snacks an extra cooler that you can put your snacks in airtight so that you don't attract bears or store your food in your car too that that works as well you just don't want to leave out the scent for the animals to come rummage through your campsite in the middle of the night. Or do you? Or do you? If you want to meet a bear, I don't know. Don't recommend it, though. And again, (laughs) make sure you pack enough champagne because most of these places are out in BFE and the nearest convenience slash liquor store does not carry an abundance of champagne. For your morning mimosas, those are important. And your mid-morning mimosas. Also, if you want a really fun glamping experience and you don't like the darkness, I've always loved the campgrounds where you can get a campground site that might have an electrical outlet at it, which means you can plug in and bring like a little stereo. And it also means 
you can bring some like Christmas lights or outdoor lights that you can hang around your campsite, <gasps> which I've seen a lot of campers do that. Some people hate that because it's not as like, you know, traditional camping. But honestly, I love it just because it adds a little bit of extra light, especially if you got kids running around and anything like that. Bring your lights. See if you have an outlet at your campground site. That also, so romantic. Also, always bring wet wipes and extra toilet paper because they will never have enough of the campground bathrooms. Oh, oh. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> or in the hole in the woods that you yeah. dig to make your own pudgy pies. <laughs> All righty. So, Jess, uh, you got inspiration from our Champagners group. Tell us about that. I did. Okay. So, our Champagner Lizzie uh, posted um, a picture of her drinking her champagne out of a unicorn glass. That sounds fancy. It was so cute. (laughs) It was so cute it looked magically delicious it it truly did um and so that actually sparked my inspiration because i have these adorable cat glasses it's morris who was a cat uh, who started in commercials for i think friskies or nine lives cat food i think in the 90s and i have a set of those and so i was like well i'm gonna drink my alcohol out of my morris glass yeah so i poured myself uh some wine I was drinking wine that night and posted it as well. And I said, Lizzie, you inspired me. Um, and she's like, yeah, I drink out of glasses that like make me happy. I love that. Well, that's really, really cool. I know. So that actually made me um, do a little Googling because I thought I had remembered seeing some stuff online about how bars kind of all around the country were actually bringing back some fun vintage glasses um, instead of just serving cocktails and wine and champagne out of the, the usual glasses. Bars these days are actually pretty bringing uh, back these fun like smurf glasses and jam jar Aww. glasses and stuff they're going retro they're going retro and vintage nice um so i did some googling and i found in case you want to look it up and read it for yourself i found this article from bon appetit um it's from the end of january this year but it's still very relevant it's titled life is hard drink your cocktails out of a vintage smurf glass Life motto right there. Yeah. I think so, too. So it's basically just talking about how there are bars all over that are kind of getting this collection of vintage glasses from thrift stores and from just vintage stores. They're just going around and collecting just fun glasses. So there's like jam jar glasses and they're finding like Disney glasses that I don't know if you guys remember, like fast food restaurants used Mm -hmm. to like kind of have like the Disney glasses that you could buy like for $3.99. I totally, you made me think of like the old school glasses that uh, Burger King, they were yes. like notorious for yeah. giving those out. Like uh-huh. not necessarily as Happy Meals. Uh, like, like glasses, $2.99 but, yeah. or that you could buy. Yeah. I yeah. wish they'd still do that. But they had, I think like they had like Flintstone glasses. Yes. And I think there was even some Simpsons glasses that were, I, oh. I remember having them when I was a kid and they were amazing. Yeah. Hmm. I miss those things. Um, yeah. So it's basically just like kind of a throwback, a kitschy thing that bars are doing. And I was like, well, that's amazing. I need to go find a local bar that is doing that. Um, but it also made me think of my Morris glasses. And I was like, well, I want to just start my own collection of, of, you know, because yeah, I like to drink out of my like uh, fancy champagne glasses and my stimulus wine glasses. And I was like, I want to drink out of glasses that make me, 
feel happy and are kind of a throwback to my childhood. So I was kind of investigating. I was like, now where can I find these glasses? And where, listeners, if you're interested in starting your own vintage childhood throwback collection, can you find your own glasses? So your parents had it. Mm -hmm. Yard sales. Oh, yes. You can also find them at some kind of retro stores. So there's actually a store called Pre to Post Modern here in Nashville. And that is where I found my Morris glasses. And they actually post, they have a Facebook page and they often like post pictures of all the random stuff that they get every week. And I swear they have one or two pictures of all these random glasses that they get. So they've had Smurf glasses. They've had like Charlie Brown and Snoopy glasses. They've had like some Disney glasses. So you can go uh, somewhere like that. Thrift stores, estate Mm -hmm. sales, yard sales. I've actually found some really, really nice glasses. Crystal glasses even if you're looking for the fancier stuff Uh at estate sales. You can find some wonderful stuff. Crystal burgers? Um, No. (laughs) I like where your head's at because I'm getting hungry. But Yeah, Yeah. well, and it doesn't even have to be like the kitschy cartoon stuff. There was some bar that I saw that did like this kind of like Greek uh, motif type of thing, but it was just like, it was not the norm type of glass. Mm -hmm. One of our favorite brunching places, the Mockingbird, they do something similar, not necessarily with our glasses. They do have different sets of drinking glasses and stuff, but they have uh, different little plates that Mm, they serve all of their pastries of the day. They're all different plates that they've had to have gotten from vintage stores. They're definitely unique, and I don't think you can ever go there and find two of the same plate. Right. It's just like a fun, different way if you were serving brunch or, or if you had friends over for cocktails. What a good way instead of having to deal with wine charms, you like give somebody, you're like, all right, here's your drink glass for the night. You don't have to worry about writing your name with a Sharpie or something like that. Oh, I'd love that. If you, someone set out a tray of like all unique glasses and uh-huh. it was just like, pick your glass for the night. I love that. And I like the nostalgic like cartoon glasses. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to start a collection now. Right. I know. And we already have so many drinking glasses. Marshall's gonna be like, no, no more. Weed them out. Like get rid of some that don't make mm-hmm. you as happy. It, right. It's true. I've got a lot of more of the plain traditional mm-hmm. kind that I could probably get rid of now that I, I don't use them all all the time anymore. Yeah. I've used a lot more of them since we started this podcast though because I apparently had like all the right glasses for a lot of our random drinks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. So this just makes me think I bet a lot of people have gotten rid of some things thanks to Marie Kondo and the oh. What Sparks Joy in You. So like get rid of the glasses that don't spark joy in you and then I'm sure you'll find the glasses that people have gotten rid of like the fun vintagey ones that didn't spark joy in them and it's a happy dish cycle. Yeah and I was gonna say if, you, if there's a glass from your childhood that you kind of remember like again you when you start talking about those those kitschy little glasses with the characters on them I think about all of the ones that I had as a kid growing up mm-hmm. which you wouldn't probably find now unless it was at a thrift store or yard sale or garage sale but what is important to you might not be important to someone else right now and they're probably yeah. getting rid of that stuff. My parents had an attic or garage I could probably find some of that stuff in there but they've gotten rid of it a oh long time gosh, ago. gosh well I hope all of our listeners keep posting that on the champagneers. Oh yeah I want to see all your favorite little kitschy uh, drinking glasses. Yeah I mean if you have you're just a regular glass that's fine too but if you have like a fun special glass that you're drinking your drink out of please share it and I know I'm now going to take a special trip to pre to post modern to see what fun jelly tumbler kitschy glasses they have. And we'll for sure post this article in the yes. champagneers group so definitely go find it on Facebook the champagneers you can find it through our champagne way page on Facebook and we'll post this article after the episode comes out. Yes. Alrighty, it's time for Treat of the Week. What have y'all treated yourselves to this week? Or what are you most excited about this week? Well, this kind of goes right along with the nostalgia fix. Um, and it's kind of been out for a couple of weeks, but I've been particularly enjoying it this week. I don't know if anyone here is a fan of Weezer. Ooh, I love Weezer. Okay. Nah. 
Okay. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa, Lindsay. Whoa. Whoa now. Okay. Well, you might be particularly interested in this Weezer album, okay, friend? Okay. Um, This is the Weezer Teal album, um, and it is nothing but covers. Ooh. And it's really fun. I don't know if you've heard Weezer's cover of Africa. It was very popular last summer. Actually, I did hear that. I love a good cover song, though. Like a neat cover version by one of my favorite bands, especially on an old song. So that would be kind of cool to listen to. Yeah. So like that was actually really big for them last summer um, and because of that they kind of just went with a whole album of covers and so this has some great stuff it has Stand By Me it has some Ooh. Michael Jackson um, but my particular favorite is they cover TLC's No Scrubs oh, oh yeah. yes <laughs> love that song okay um, okay and it is delightful I see you Weezer yeah, yeah, like the whole album is just really fun. And so uh, we got that on vinyl. And it's just been really fun to put on in the living room while we're just like getting ready or like cleaning or it's just like a real, it's just really fun. So I've been just treating myself to listening to Weezer's Teal album. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yes. What about you, Lindsay? Okay, so I um, actually am treating myself this week to a show that actually just ended. It was a series. And I had read the books years ago and it's called A Discovery of Witches. Oh. Or The Discovery of Witches. And it is a science fiction book. It was a trilogy and it was by Deborah Harkness. And I loved, I was like obsessed with the book. It came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. I probably read it in 14 or 15. And so AMC now has a series and the series is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And I watch it. I usually try to watch an episode at night, like while I'm in bed. I put my phone down. I'm not distracted. It is such a good show. A lot of times when there's a great book that I love and they make a show out of it or a movie, I'm like, meh. Oh, it's like always a fear like it's going to be, it's going to ruin it for you. Yeah. So it's really, really good. So I'll give you just kind of a basic little intro to it. So there's witches, there's vampires, and there's demons. And they have a congregation, but they kind of hate each other. And there's like this war brewing. And there's the female lead who was born of witches, but she really doesn't have any powers. Or so she thinks. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> it's really, really good. If you like science fiction stuff, definitely recommend the book. Definitely recommend the series. Again, AMC. It's real good. Awesome. 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 What are you treating yourself to this week, Trina? Treat yourself. All right. I have a really weird treat myself. Okay. So I'm treating myself to the world's best chicken nuggets if Lindsay ever brings <gasps> those to me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Our freezer is full. Jay's like, get these nugs out. <laughs> so they introduced me to the world's best chicken nuggets. And I know this is a really weird thing, but you know what? It's treat yourself. And this is what I'm treating myself to this week. Yeah. Do it. So they have apparently these chicken nuggets that you can only get from Sam's Club. Yeah. And if you don't have a Sam's Club membership and you're like only a Costco person or you don't buy any of those things, if you know someone with Sam's Club, get them to go get you these chicken nuggets. They taste just like the Chick-fil-A chicken. Mm-hmm. Just like it. But anyways, I did not believe Lindsay about this until her birthday party when they made some of these and they were the best chicken nuggets ever. They're good. so good. And then uh, the very next weekend, I went to my other friend's house and she was feeding them to her kids and I was like about to steal them from a two-year-old because <laughs> they're so good. 
<laughs> and so when Lindsay called me this week and was like, hey, I'm over at Sam's Club, I was like, oh my God, buy me chicken nuggets, please. Yeah. And she did. And then I forgot to get them from her when I was at her house. And now she's holding them hostage, I think. I was supposed to bring them and I completely forgot. Now Jay said she's not getting them. But yes, I am because I will I will murder your husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will commit murder for these chicken nuggets, guys. Fighting words. <laughs> They're so good. It's kind of like they have that pickly brine, you know, mm-hmm. like the Chick-fil-A does. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're really good and yeah if you like chick-fil-a and you like good chicken nuggets like real good i'm not talking any of this like pink mush chicken nuggets that you sometimes get at fast yeah. food totally different you should definitely check those out get them from sam's i'm like not being paid to pitch this or anything you should just go get these because they're amazing but if you want to pay us in chicken nuggets to pitch this sam's club please do yes yeah <laughs> or chick-fil-a also yes but yeah you should all go check those out because that's my treat of the week to myself oh. chicken nuggets treat yourself treat. Yes. Alrighty, it's time for Drink About It. What are we drinking about this week, guys? Both event-worthy or celebratory? So we have a listener submission. Uh, Daisha is 26. Happy so birthday. happy birthday, Daisha. But she says it's kind of a double whammy because she's gotten older and uh, it's 26. And now she has to get on her own insurance plan. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was like a hit, you know? Yeah. You're like, wait, what? They're like, you're an adult now. You're 26. I'm like, yeah. what? I, no. Mm-mm. My, my parents' insurance kicked me out as soon as I got out of college. So oh, really? I didn't even get to wait till 26 because it was my dad's military insurance. And military was like, Mm-mm, if you can't provide that transcript, you are not being covered by them anymore. Oh. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. You're like, so, but can I get it if I go back to school forever? Forever. I, I, I had contemplated that. I'm not going to lie. Because I was definitely 22 years old and thinking, I need insurance right now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to figure that out when you're getting out of college and trying to get your first job sucks. But totally get that. That's such a stress. So mm-hmm. yeah. But happy birthday. Happy birthday. And age is just a number. Yes. Just saying. Yes, yeah. it is. You know, it's all about how you feel. And if you feel like you're still 21, go party like you're 21. Amen. Yes. Alrighty, what are y'all drinking about this week? I am going to keep it short and sweet, and I'm just going to say that you may think you're having a small wedding. That doesn't mean it's any less stressful to plan. (laughs) Bless your heart. And I'm just going to say I'm drinking about that I think we have it figured out, and I'll just be glad when I'm married and relaxing on my honeymoon, and there will be more details later, listeners. Alrighty, I'm I'm excited to hear more about this later on. Yeah. All right, Trina, what are you drinking about i am drinking about another successful cma fest just passed yeah yeah it yes. was so much fun absolutely loved it okay so what is cma for those listeners who may not know so cma is the country music association they also put on the country music awards every november so you might have seen that if you're a fan of country music and so this week in nashville is kind of like a crazy week because on wednesday cmt the country music television network they do their awards on wednesday and then the festival with cma starts thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's just nonstop country music going on in Nashville, which it's nonstop country music all the time anyways. But during the daytime, it's a free festival outdoors with all of your up and coming like artists and a lot of like 
like major artists that are doing free shows so locals get to just go to this for free taking advantage of it and of course like thousands of people come in from all over the world for the festival and go to the nightly evening shows which is the big big headliners yeah but I had a blast I really enjoyed it I ended up getting to see Marshall play out there twice yeah, our producer is famous y'all yay he is a world famous drummer mm-hmm. yeah so he played with Carlton Anderson and Jacob Powell which are both two up and coming country stars you definitely should check them out they're awesome and then I went to Thomas Rhett's album release party fun which was so much fun the Centerpoint Road uh, album is so good um, and he brought out John Party on stage to sing with him a couple songs and also his dad Red Akins if you're a 90s country fan he's saying that ain't my truck oh, everyone knows yeah. that song <laughs> so and I've met Rhett in passing like a few times over the years um, from work and he's always funny to watch and all he puts on a good show so it was just fun seeing like that yeah. whole dynamic between father and son and they're both huge stars it was cool Jay went to high school with Thomas Rhett really uh-huh. he probably understands the Centerpoint Road reference then. yeah I think they used to have parties out there or something yeah that's the the whole uh, inspiration for the album is is that okay. in high school so he hmm. probably would actually enjoy and understand a lot of the references on the album so we that was not really listening awesome. to me either Okay, yeah. Jay listens to it. Okay, well, you got to start at some point, lady. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, how about I've got another throwback one. I love 90s country music. Yes, like, yeah. absolutely love, like, uh-huh. 90s country music. And especially late 90s, early 2000s, like, it still was pretty good there. But one of my favorite performances was Dina Carter. <gasps> yes. <laughs> if you ever had, uh, or, or remember the song Strawberry Wine. Yes! Everyone yes. should know that song. Strawberry Wine. <laughs> Say- Yes, yes, that song. It was on the uh, Did I Shave My Legs for This album. I'm just saying, if you really want to give yourself a treat this week, go old school, get online on whatever streaming service you have and listen to Did I Shave My Legs for This by Dina Carter because it still holds true. (laughs) That album is such a good album and she sang so many songs from that. She was on like the throwback stage and that was one of the biggest outdoor crowds I had seen. I would have just been at that. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) It was so good. That was the last one that I saw this week. So I'm all about that. And I'm definitely going to be listening to some old school 90s country Uh, all week. Awesome. That's my other treat myself. (laughs) Yeah, treat yourself. Lindsay, you got any drink about it this week? Yes. So, ladies, I have birthed the Antichrist. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what? Your daughter is amazing. Okay. She is a joy. Um, Precious angel. She is. Covered in bows. <laughs> so, she was sitting in her daddy's lap yesterday morning, and he had some Sprite. And she was like, uh, uh, uh. She's 15 months, y'all. And a diva. And so, he gives her a sip. But it's, you know, carbonation. We, we're not trying to give her that, you know, that high fructose corn syrup crap is for us and so he gave her a sip and of course she wanted more and he said no she hauled off and smacked him <gasps> in the face <y'all>. no <laughs> yes she's already addicted to that soda one sip it's he, <laughs> he was like he like he didn't spank her he just kind of scolded her y'all she turned up that lip and like a banshee with a demonic energy inside her being exercised <laughs> by praise she let this screamy shrill out that i have never heard being made in my life Oh my gosh. My husband and I were both like, our eyes were wild. We're like, WTF? <laughs> what just happened? Like, <laughs> that is a demon. Well, did she calm down after that? Or was she like hyped up and was like, give it to me? The rest well, of the night. so after that, she like screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed. And this was in the morning. Oh, um, no. So she had to go to her mama. And I got her calmed down. But I've just never heard this type of shrill shriek. And at oh. 15 months, hauling off and smacking your daddy? I hear like once they discover that they can make noises like that, they do it more often. Oh, so good God. luck with that. <laughs> they say oh. 
then they find their voice. What was in that Sprite? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking to my anti-crush child. There you go. Well, if you'd like to contribute to our Drink About It segment, you can do so in our new Champagners group on Facebook. You can also submit online at thechampagneway.com under the Drink About It submission section. Also, if you see us post about it on Instagram, be sure to write your Drink About It for the week in the comments below, or you can do a DM to us at any point in time if you want to leave it anonymous. Alrighty, guys, we have come to the end of our show. Oh, sad. To see if Jess finds any more vintage glasses for her cocktails, you can follow her at Hockey Tonk Bell on Instagram. That is H O C K E Y T O N K B E L L E. And to see if Lindsay is really raising the Antichrist child, you can follow her at The Prosecco Prosecutor on Instagram. T H E Prosecco. P R O S E C C O. Prosecutor. P R O S E C U T O R. <laughs> anyway google it you'll find her whatever <laughs> i have a law degree and spell. to see if uh, trina me actually spends the entire week listening to 90s country music you can follow me on instagram at tree tree trina that is t-r-i-t-r-i-t-r-i-n-a yours is the easiest uh-huh. it really it's is cheating. are you calling me easy um no mm. one would i know <laughs> <laughs> whoa guys i knew you in college whoa whoa now Mm. accusations all right we would like to thank you to all of our listeners and our fans and those who follow us on our social media accounts including instagram and facebook and our new champagners we love you guys again thank you to our producer marshall best drummer in the world he played with two different bands i mean how cool is that and i literally passed him on the street as he was giving his autograph out really yeah, no, this is a true story. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm married to someone super famous oh as God. I flick my hair off my shoulder, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know how easy you are? Oh, no, you're married. Never mind. <laughs> right. Anyway, we would like to thank Second Sound Productions. They're a production company. If you want to, you know, like start a podcast or record a song or be famous, contact them. They mm-hmm. can do it. And yeah, um, and we'd like to thank us because we're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Yep. To keep up with all of the Champagne Way shenanigans, follow us on Instagram at the Champagne Way and also... Also, check out our Facebook at The Champagne Way. And more importantly, The Champagners. Woo-hoo! Like, listen, follow, and download our episodes. Yes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, everything. I mean, all of them. Yeah. <laughs>